Welcome to Let's Get Lit Podcast. A podcast with a twist. A book club with a podcast <laughs> twist. <laughs> with a book and podcast and twists and alcohol and books and stuff and all of those things. Yay! I never nailed that. I mean, I feel like that was the closest we've ever gotten, so we're doing a great job. Um, so yeah, Brandy, what do you think the theme this week is? The theme this week is giving thanks, Thanksgiving, turkey stuffing, Actually, just like a little slice of Americana and the plight of Native people and how white people came in and shat on it and now we eat turkey at the end of the month. Wow, I feel like you really summed that up, you know, very concisely and beautifully and I have nothing else to add to that and we could probably just end it here, but we won't. White people eating turkey, the theme of the podcast for the week. Well, yeah, now we have a new theme song and we see what Moonshine does to you, but not to give, you know, spoiler away of what we're drinking, but yeah, we are reading um, for this podcast and the next one. Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grand. So just full disclosure, guys, we have actually read the book, but we're not going to give any spoilers in this episode if we can avoid it. Um, There's more we this week. There is more we. It's not just you and me. We have a third friend or just a friend in general. Do you want to introduce him or her? The suspense is killing me. I'm dying to know. It's our gender neutral friend. Did somebody say white people eating turkey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Sparkle, it's you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And I specifically requested a nonfiction book. And so I'm excited to get into facts of the case and also to it was so sweet of you guys to go and send me a turkey in the mail yeah i mean we it's a gift that keeps on giving and we're thrilled to have you here we're glad that you are joining us for our first nonfiction book um but we want to get to know you a little bit better so obviously you know we already know you brandy do you want to give a little bit of background about how we know sparkle yeah, we've known Sparkle since the days of our youth. Um, and Which was like yesterday, basically. And since Sparkle is an expert in the world of podcasting, we thought, hey, why don't you join our book club podcast? I think you'd really like to be a part of this. And immediately she shot us down. Immediately shot us down. Was she was like, like, cool idea, but no. Cool idea, but no, and best of I'm luck to you guys. I'm going to take you back to the scene. I felt like I had something going on that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had like a nap scheduled or something. I mean, knowing me, I had several naps, disco naps, and <laughs> disco I, naps. I don't know. No, I, I, as somebody who works in podcasting, I just knew how labor intensive it was, and it's true. It is labor intensive. Everybody, everybody at home, give it a hand for your regular host because it's it's not nothing. It takes a lot of time. No, see, see, and that's the problem. Is that you guys just are too inclined to clap into the mic, and that's the reason why we have to record over and over and over again. She wasn't clapping, actually. That was um, that was twerking. That was twerking. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. was some that was booty clapping. clapping. Oh my god. Yeah, we're Which not is, new. Yeah. We've been around this podcast block a few times. Oh my god, I'd love to option your booty clapping. I I have to turn well, it it's into. It's too late. We've trademarked it already. <laughs> Um, so, Sparkle, do you want to tell us a little bit, A, about the origins of your mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Sparkle was the name of the first family dog. Sparkle was a Rottweiler. But Sparkle is not whom I'm the most connected to of 
the family animals. Uh, but, you know, you got to go with the first. And also, um, well, actually, I've got a bevy of kind of porny names to choose from. It's either Sparkle or Chloe or... I feel like Sparkle is the clear one. Yeah, I yeah, think totally. so. Especially to be among well, Star and Brandy. It was, it, yeah, clear window. Yeah, you had you to compete. Yeah, you couldn't and be actually, Chloe. That's way too normal. Sparkle was my, my very first memory was of me and Sparkle going down the stairs in the garage. The garage. Oh. The car really hole. That's a good story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it, it has stakes. <laughs> it has characters. It's It's relatable. <laughs> So what the other thing that we wanted you to do before we get into like your personality and things that you like and dislike, Mm. um, I want to let people know what we are reading this week. Do you, did you happen to read the book? Yes, I read the book on my Kindle. Would you like to tell the people about it? Can I just pause? Did you just pronounce red like Fred? Like H? Yeah. Okay. You're really fancy. Yeah, I am fancy. You're going to bring, you know, the level of this podcast up quite a bit. Yes. So I'm glad that we have you to read the summary of this. If book. I had a, take a stronger it? microphone, you'd hear me shove the glasses up the bridge of my nose. Yes. I can tell you a little bit about this book uh, in insofar as I have opened the book jacket. I don't know if that's what you were well, getting at. Start. But uh, OK, I'm just going to read the book jacket verbatim. Verbatim. Please. I'm not going to deviate at all. In nine, let's see how you read out loud. Oh, this is no a pressure. Truth. Test. If you don't do it well, then you don't get invited back on the cast. Yeah. So we'll see how you do. We'll see how you fare. Me 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 me. <clears throat> In 1920s so Oklahoma, selfish. many members of the oil wealthy Osage Nation were dying untimely and suspicious deaths. The widespread crimes against the Osage and the inability to identify those responsible led to the establishment of what is now known as the FBI. Grand. David Graham, author of the best-selling The Lost City of Z, makes a complex web of violence and deception easy to follow by keeping the focus on one Osage woman, Molly Burkhart, whose family members were murdered one by one. This gripping title uncovers a baffling level of corruption. The author points his investigative lens at the perpetrators of the murders, reveals cover-ups by the authorities all the way up to the national level, and illustrates that deception continued almost a century later. There are plenty of curriculum connections. Well, that's tedious. Native, <laughs> Native American... Verbatim. Verbatim. Native American and Osage tribal history, economics, law enforcement, and journalism. A varied selection of photographs to help set the scene for readers. End pages include comprehensive source notes, citations, and a bibliography. So really, it's a book. Verdict. This And verdict is all caps. Verdict. This thoroughly researched, suspenseful expose will appeal to followers of true crime programs such as the podcast Serial uh, and Netflix documentary series Making a Murderer, as well as fans of Louise Erdrich's The Roundhouse. I don't feel like that's the actual book jacket, but... uh... I feel like it digressed (laughs) at a certain point, but that's fine. I also think that was probably all verbatim and not in any way you kind of sharing your opinion. Wouldn't you say that's 100%. I would say it was probably like 92% verbatim. I tried to to kind of add a little bit of spark, especially when it got really didactic as to how to really uh, inject this into the curriculum. That's what I yeah, want on I every mean, you really... book jacket. I really want to focus on like, well, what are my students going to feel? 
you really put the spark and sparkle Thank and you. i appreciate Thank that you. Thank it's you. too late i got there first ha <laughs> yeah well anyway so that's what the book is about it's about a The massacre of the Osage people, and it only took place less than 100 years ago, fewer rather, and it's really, it's, it's, it's a story that should be on the front page of every newspaper in perpetuity because it is a completely outrageous tale, and thankfully David Grant has uncovered something that apparently as a story stop getting attention and lost its luster like a mere few decades after the fact. So big ups to David. Yeah. Well done. Um, so I'm glad we know a little bit about the book that we're reading and we will circle back to that, but I also want to make sure we get a chance to get to know Sparkle a little bit better. So Sparkle, can you tell us like a couple of your favorite books so people get a sense of, you know, what kind of books you like? But first a sip of liquor. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to share what liquor it is, but I something tells me we're all pretty lit right now. Actually, to whatever the mysterious liquor that has yet to be introduced, identified. I'm already past it, and I'm on to the uh, house whiskey. This this okay, is well, this is off well, theme. You are not following the theme. I drank. You're already fired. From I already podcast, I drank. Cool. Do you? I don't know if I'm fired or if I'm dubbed. Did you drink your? Th- theme drink before we even started recording what i think she just passed out <laughs> i don't I, I i don't think some people can't hang up i shouldn't be fired i should be double hired because i drank through the mystery drink and now i'm on to drink number trois or trois or foie okay i've had a lot of h's in words unnecessarily i'm starting to learn things about you well okay just as an aside <laughs> <laughs> what a comeback so star, no, star, what are your favorite books sparkle this would be a really great identifier of all of the verbal ticks and and like would this podcast would be a great opportunity for me to learn everything i hate about myself and it's true yes, one of the things that is a problem <laughs> all of the like h pronunciations that don't even come in with like the w words like i think that's gonna be a takeaway for you I think you're going to have a lot to I look at. I think I'm just a, when you listen I'm to a this. social striver <laughs> and I always felt like a really quick in to be somebody who doesn't come from a lot of money is just to insert H's wherever possible. I mean, honestly, it's actually pretty <laughs> easy. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, so books, have you read one before? Because this might be your first from what I'm hearing. <laughs> I read... First of all, I wrote down six, so I've read at least six. Okay, that's a start for it's someone gonna who's be, I, I'm gonna right. re, It's yeah. just going to be all Dr. Seuss. Although, Dr. Seuss actually okay. in clear blue. Well, actually, you know, one thing <laughs> okay. comes to mind. How drunk are you? I'm I getting am so pretty about drunk. this. The, the, I have to say one thing I didn't write down, but I'm going to write it down right now. Okay, here are some favorites in in, in apparent order. In chronological order. No apparent okay. order? Okay. I loved Velveteen Rabbit growing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really soulful book. 
I don't know why this gets a um, laugh line. I don't know why we have to. This is, you know what? You know what? You know what? To be clear, that was not a laugh line. That it was a snort and mocking and derision line. Yeah, you you're laughing at me and, and not said, with me. That's for sure. Um, also, I have to say, besides the fact that Velveteen Rabbit is just like a truly beautiful book, and besides the fact that it also makes you feel like inanimate objects in your room might be real. Uh, I have a personal connection to the Velveteen Rabbit because I remember my first boyfriend, Adam, I'm sorry, I'm just saying his name because I don't know what his dog's name was. Uh, Way to out him. Yeah. The Adam. There's only one the Adam. First. Yeah. <laughs> the well, first and, and only and, until Eve fucked it well, all up. Well, way to give away my identity. Um, Adam... <laughs> Adam, uh, he, I was dating him all throughout fourth grade. It was a torrid affair. And I remember the Scholastic Book Fair was coming up, and I asked him, I said, can you get me a copy of Velveteen Rabbit? And he obliged in, like, the sweetest way. And that's why he's my husband today, Adam. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. You and Adam sitting in a tree. Yeah. I want to know what the sweetest way means. Oh, my God. Did he just buy you the book? Yeah, he did. But it was, like, a really nice copy. It wasn't, like, some shitty nothing copy. It was, like, hand-embroidered or whatever. <laughs> it was a really nice... Yeah. He, like, bar... He, he barred it. He bought it at Barnes & Also, when you, are, when you are literally age 10, it doesn't take very much. And also, Adam made... Can I just say, this is actually pretty sexy to this day he made all the first moves he went and wrote me a letter that said <laughs> hi i'm interested in you and i was like whoa whoa all, all right Way to put it all on the all table right. we, yeah, really. and, and then it was like the denouement of the relationship now i'm really showing my age because we broke up because he threw a lot of tan bark <laughs> at me the dick uh, what a yeah. dick! And it all started with the Velveteen Rabbit. I'm surprised you can even think about. I that know, book actually, it's pretty, without all the emotional it's trauma pretty associated. Raw. But the next book I was going to go and talk about is I feel like really formative. The books that I'm going to put in front of my kid, Roald Dahl, because like it teaches Ooh. you not to trust authority, and it's mm-hmm. also it it is like you know we've got like the byronic heroes today we've got these these tropes and characters that you can like follow throughout time i would say roald dahl is the progenitor of like the new jersey real housewife like these people what, what? yeah <laughs> how did you get there from because roald i dahl? remember watching the first season of real housewives of new jersey and seeing like the judice family and being like these are roll doll villains in a nutshell like value wise actually aesthetically, I'm you. like I get these it. people are like the the twits for sure and that's i guess i'm not go ahead Familiar enough with Roald Dahl or uh, Dahl Real is Housewives like of New Jersey truly, to make a comment here. It's truly. Well, he always writes like adults as like true monstrosities. Oh my God. He's a and real Bulgarian all like, in like the, the most amazing sense. High, low art. I love it. Okay. Well, that was a surprising but accurate comparison. What's your next favorite I would book? say, so from then, I've got books that don't make that much of a real impression on me. Uh, but then... But they're your favorite? Okay. No, I mean, I, I'm skipping ahead. I'm Fair skipping enough. ahead. I wrote down Go Tell It on the Mountain, and which is <laughs> James James Baldwin. <laughs> I, rem- I read that, okay. I read that this, the summer before high school, and it was my first engagement with like a, an actual meaty book that wasn't 
you know, the kind of book that is just as good for little children as it is for adults. I mean, it's more adult book and it's about, it's shares themes with this week's books and that it's about like intergenerational trauma and the, the crimes that have committed, been committed in America. And I'm drunk. I'm just going to admit it. Well, that's fair. I mean, I'll accept that one. That's the first like real book you've shared. So good job. I don't, I, I feel like you guys are for a, open armed like come to the bosom book club i don't think you guys should naysay children's books because they are super formative and they turn us into who we are and they teach us values and they've got pictures i love colorful pictures yeah you're right thank you for keeping us real. yeah i'm keeping you real is all okay I loved I went on I went on uh I wrote down I went on an Edith Wharton kick, House of Mirth. There's no Oh now you're getting freaking Well when you're in high school and you're just trying to figure out the rules of engagement, there's nothing Mm -hmm. finer than a novel of manners before fifth period. And like it (laughs) it really, you know, it taught me how to how to gossip and gossip well. And here we are mm-hmm, today. Exactly. That's why we're all friends. Okay, I'm that skipping ahead. I'm going to try and make this one snappy. Okay, so then for the next, like, 40 years or whatever, it was, like, high school, college, what have you. Next 40 and I wasn't years. about yeah. to go and, like, read books because, like, I had TV to watch. But <laughs> once I got back into the commuting spirit, I started getting into nonfiction, and that's why I wanted to be on this episode. So I love The Spirit Catches You and You Fall Down. Do you want... What's that about? Okay, you really want me to get it? All right. That is about the Hmong community and the... Um, the what The community? Hmong community, H-M-O-N-G. Oh, and they okay. are a, a group of people that live in California and they're originally from Southeast Asia, Laos area. And they are... Uh, there's a diaspora community in California. And this is about a... Mong girl present day and this is nonfiction. she is super duper epileptic and it is really really actually a very tragic story both in terms of the timelines of what the 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 historical plights on the Hmong community and also this uh kind of told through the prism of this girl and the struggle to go and get her care given the cultural schisms of um, Eastern versus Western medicine. It's taught in medical schools all around the country. It's a medical ethics book, but that makes it sound really stale. It is not. It is really moving, really compassionate, and it doesn't portray anybody in like as in any cliched way. It's really full of life, and it gives you a really wonderful sense of stuff. <laughs> So it's nonfiction. It is nonfiction. Wonderful sense of stuff. Wonderful That's sense my of favorite stuff. kind of book. <laughs> I had other words originally. Sorry. I lost my perspicacity. Uh, wonderful sense of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you lost your perspicacity. I lost my perspicacity. I love that I can tell that you're drunk because your words are getting so complex. Like, so many syllables are I'm happening I'm like Porky right Pig. Now. I'm somebody who's going to stumble over the easy ones, but I'll knock it out with a four-syllabler. 
You really do. It's like, I think when we started talking to you, it was just pretty straightforward and extra <laughs> H's, but now, <laughs> but now it's like all these words, like we're sitting here with our dictionary, like what? We don't even know how to spell this. I know. Sparkle's also, so smart. For anyone who is well, listening I mean, with us, I suggest what? that you take a drink, one, every time Sparkle interrupts, and two, <laughs> anytime she says actually. Also, anytime she uses H when the word does not start with you H. You know, guys, it really feels like you're ganging up on moi. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's because we ha. <laughs> well, next book. Okay. Is there yeah. more? Uh, wow, no. you've read a lot, Turn. No, down. I've read eight books. Uh, uh, and then eight books, ever, ever. eight books ever, and this is one of them, right? Uh, the middle sex, which I don't have to go into because I feel like a ton yeah, of people read it. If you haven't read it, then pick it up at your get on get board. on board. It is like just the it is. I love intergenerational. That's gonna be the word of the cast. I feel That's like true. intergenerational. Drink anytime. Sparkles is intergenerational. Intergenerational. Um. Okay. Here's one that's a hidden gem for you listeners at home. This one's some 40 tales of the afterlife, or actually just some tales of the afterlife. And it is 40 short stories, like a page, a page and a half each. This thing will take you an hour to read, but it'll, it'll stick with you. It will, it'll get in your craw. And it is, it, mm. it is imagined versions of the afterlife. Each one cleverer than the last. And like, How it's beautiful. Do we know they're imagined? Is it nonfiction? It is not. Actually, he went to the afterlife and reported back. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, no, I would call it fiction. I'd call it I'd call it bordering on kind of like it's got a sci-fi bent. And I've always wanted to get Ooh. into sci-fi because I want that. Brandy really event. likes sci-fi. Oh, he I love sci-fi. Taffy, my husband, Taffy, the golden Taffy. golden retriever. He also he loves <laughs> he super loves sci-fi, but he's like never rolling out the red carpet in the right way. He's always like I I'm I would recommend you start with this nine hundred pager. Well, what Sci-fi a way to get people intrigued. Also, like, like they not to go and shit on any readers out there. Reading is fundamental, but I have to say that around in in the times in which I was formulating my ideas about which books to pick up, to carry around a nine hundred pager was social suicide. <laughs> and we all know who did it. They it was you know it's like a rolly backpack item. Cut that out. It's I true. found horrible. I I was. I was yeah, open to you all. You really types. alienated a lot of people. I and also as somebody who like both has back problems and loves a rolly backpack, <laughs> the fact that I used to go and make you just alienated yourself. Well, just the fact that we all generationally at that time were making fun of like a an ergonomic marvel, mm-hmm. something that could have benefited <laughs> everybody. We should have all yeah, had all rolly of us shrug. Yeah. Um. I had a rolly backpack. My mom bought it for me because I have scoliosis. How embarrassing. I know. It was mortifying. And so I remember very vividly telling her that I didn't want it. And she was so angry and, like, personally offended that I wasn't going to take the rolly oh backpack because I thought it was cooler than her. But you know what? Like, he should just said... It was social, it's social suicide. suicide. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mom, it is social suicide. I feel like every listener should just have that one in their back pocket. Mom, it's social suicide. That'll just... That's QED. Shut down a conversation. Yeah, <sighs> shut them down. Make your mom feel uncool. And then she'll just give mom, in because she wants to feel suicide. cool forever. Because they're all cool yeah. moms. Now know? that I'm in my 30s, I really feel for the mothers out there. I feel like I'm starting to view mothers as more cool 
than less cool. Huh? Yeah, it's true. I'm like, still team kids. No, well, it might oh, be a maturity really? thing. teens today are not teenagers, like, in the mold of what I consider to be teenagers. I mean, they are adult. They are teen fresh. They are, like... Their makeup is so perfect. Like, I remember when when we were teen, preteen-esques, like, the style was to wear so many butterfly clips in your hair All that you would them. set off a metal detector mm-hmm. and, like, and platform like, shoes. Blue and blue sparkle eyeshadow. Sparkle. Yeah. Definitely, and like, a, a nice, crisp, white eyeliner <laughs> just to really no. accentuate oh. your upper lip. On your... Oh, I use the white liner on like my inner lash line. Inner lash lines are important. Rhinestones are important. To get those, I used to get those lash strips that you could just there's oh, stickers yeah. and they were just they had all the spark. I had a lot of fake hair. Yeah, I actually oh, but no, like but I still do have a lot clips. of fake hair. I mean, actually, in my adult life, one of the like best benchmarks of like being able to do exactly what I want to do, mom is to just get a lot more fake. I have actually a ton of fake hair in the house. I'm not going to lie. And we'll, Do you want to talk more about fake no, hair? No, I'm just going to say one last book, which is I'm not going to go into it, but David Sedaris came out with a his personal diaries. They are from like 1976 to 2003 or thereabout, and they are wonderful. And I just thought that it was going to be I thought it was like some lazy thing that he was doing to fulfill some book contract and that his yeah, editor like, was like check. yeah exactly just turning that money crank but it it was really beautiful and very inspiring it made me feel like when I when I read it at the time I was like oh my god I'm gonna diary every day and that's going to create the world's funniest author I'm gonna be huge <laughs> and then I I don't know I lost my pen and that was the end of that so <laughs> Well, you tried. I tried to try to think about trying. I feel like we all have those dreams where, like, we see someone do something impressive and we're like, that couldn't be that hard. I'm going to do that better. And then slight effort goes into it and you're like, this is... This is too much commitment. Exactly. I I mean, I wish... I've never been somebody who could, like, regiment my... or will myself into any of that... But the, the stuff that you know is just good for betterment and journaling, exercising, just like a daily, anything yeah. good, actually. I don't think that I've reading, reading and it, as I mentioned, it's fundamental. But like the second that I get into the subway, honestly, I mean, oh God, especially since 2016, like I'm just going to nourish myself with the same like political Twitter every day. I really got to get a grip. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of getting a grip. I feel like I don't have one right now because we really were ambitious with our drink choice today. And I have never been so goddamn lit (laughs) in my podcasting life. And I feel like I'm going to listen to this later and be like, I don't know what the fuck Star is talking about because she's blacked out right now. Spoiler alert, I am blacked out because of the drink that we're having because it's so strong. Spoiler alert, Star, I'm just never going to listen back to this. But uh, Brandy, why don't (laughs) you tell us a little bit more about this drink that we're drinking? It's so good. My specialty. So... There's a good chance that both of you are going to go blind before I'm done with this description. I can't see as we're speaking, but I don't need my eyes to talk. I have so. synesthesia. <laughs> I, as a synesthete, 
I so you're I'm tasting, tasting their the colors, sound of sight. Pretty much all the senses. <laughs> okay, Brandy, take it away. I might pass out before this is done. Ah, oh, children. <laughs> okay, so this week, to my dismay. We picked moon. Well, we I picked moonshine Yeehaw! as our drink. Yeehaw! Killers of the flower moonshine. But we're gonna have to. We're yes. gonna have to. I mean, this is a sobering book. We're gonna have to sober up a little bit okay. before we talk about the book. I'm trying to. I mean, it that's down. for next, next week. week. That's right, right now, we're gonna talk about the fact that we're gonna talk about the book. Go we're gonna ahead. try to try Brandy, to talk about. Tell time. us about moonshine. Okay. Okay. Teach us the ways of moonshine. How do we brew it? How okay. do we drink it? You have had enough. You don't know me. So, <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I picked Moonshine because I hadn't read the book jacket yet, and the book name has moon in it, so I thought that that would be an ideal pairing. We probably should have made a cocktail of some sort, but I'm just drinking yeah. straight Moonshine, yum, yum. which I cannot stand the taste of, so I'm not drinking very much of it, but um, Star's having a grand old time. And Yeehaw! Sparkle, I believe, got special edition flavored moonshine. Ugh, God, what kind? What kind do you regret? Drinking? I'm. Ta- it's the taste of regret. <laughs> I went. I was in Kentucky. I was in a the uh, a liquor store that you could smoke in, and they had by the cash register little mason jars of blackberry moonshine, and I thought to myself, that sounds really delicious. And so I drank it, and it tasted like ooh, blackberry ass. But I drank it, and wow. I lived to tell the tale, and it was triple distilled. I mean, for now, we don't know if you're gonna make it tomorrow. I know. It's funny you mention that. And I've got a meeting at the crack of eleven. Actually... Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about moonshine because there's actually so many fun facts about moonshine. But first of all, moonshine, if you're not familiar, is basically any booze that is made illegally and you can make it out of anything. There's no rules. Moonshine is lawless. Oh my God, how wild, wild west. Yeah, you basically just like stick some stuff in a pot and ferment it forever until it's alcoholic and then you have moonshine. But traditionally... It has been like a corn mash. It was whatever was left over from people using corn for stuff. And they would ferment it. And so basically it's whiskey, but it's clear because they don't age it in barrels. And it has a really high alcohol content. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> I have some fun facts about moonshine. So moonshine um, was actually originated in England in like the 16th so century. So it's not American. I thought moonshine was like the most American booze of the alcohols. So it is the most American booze of the alcohols. As and- they say. <laughs> Um, the the moonshine that you're drinking now and that most people are familiar with is an American drink but moonshine actually comes from bootleggers who are smuggling um, brandy and rum Um, brandy I know right so full circle as well and they were called moon rakers because they did their business at night of like bootlegging stuff so the stuff Mm. that they brought back was called moonshine so any sort of like illicit liquor has gotten the name moonshine essentially. So during the temperance movement slash prohibition, 
Wow, <laughs> so fancy. I know. So, yeah, basically during Prohibition, they also started smoke. Are you drinking with your pinky out right now? Yeah, because I said fancy. Okay. You already know. So, okay. <laughs> are you, I'm really hoping that you don't die before this podcast You're is over. You're not in charge of whether I live or die. Just keep talking about the. I'm going to be real. Wait. Ever since Star said Wild Wild West, I recalled that I know the <laughs> lyrics in full to... Will Smith, Wild Wild West. I have also been singing it in my head the whole time. Okay, why don't we take a commercial break? That could be, break that could be a little bonus it. at the end of the episode. That could be mm-hmm. the. No, right just now sing it should... right now. Okay, Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperado, go. Rough Rider. No, you don't want on it. Look ahead. Wow, we're in a different part of the song. <laughs> I'm at the very beginning because I could do this the whole way. <laughs> I was going to do the chorus. No, but, the chorus okay. is that. Yeah, that's a pretty wild, remedial wild way in. For people who studied at the Fucking foot of, of Will Smith. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I actually went through the Can't process. Jiggy with I'm it. a black belt in the song Wild Wild West. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you can sing the Drew Hill parts. Well, Go that's ahead. good because you've only read eight books. I read eight so books. I'm glad you're qualified for something. Sorry, I'm getting sassy. I've had some moonshine. Actually, the first sentence of all the books spells out Wild Wild West. And that's a fact. Yeah, I think that's that's what all of these books That's have the operating in principle. I'm sorry, Brandy. We're not trying to take away from the moonshine. I feel like you have more fun facts. Go ahead. And we're just like the drunk hecklers. I was welcoming in the a pause if you were actually going to sing, but that didn't go where I needed well, it to we go. Well, we tried, but we weren't on the same page. The wild, go ahead. The wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. Okay. Let me take it to the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. <laughs> Okay, you guys, I'm cutting you off right there. I'm muting your mics while I give more moonshine fun facts. That's fair, as long as you just cut off our mics and not our drink. Buffalo Soldier, look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress before she meets Jim West. Go ahead. Oh my god. Okay, more about moonshine. Why are you soft topic, Brandy? Star and I, oh my god, I'm Star. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm going to stop for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been this drunk, you guys. Reading is so fun. Okay. So, I can't even do this right now. Get it together. Do you need me to do this for No, you? I don't need to do it. I, I can do it. So, the moonshine that we know and love today came about during Prohibition, and it was run around by a bunch of people that were called Moon Rakers, um, which also is an Ian Fleming book slash James Bond Woo! movie. Show off. And so they, when they were running this booze all around around the place, they had to drive really, really fast to try to get away from the cops and anyone who was trying to catch them. So... They basically built, like, these V8 hot rods to zip around town in, but they were essentially, like, unmodified street cars that they would just drive really, really fast, and they would practice driving them around dirt tracks and to see who was able to drive the fastest, and then those people would get the contracts to run the booze back and forth. So this became a hobby of people, and they would just drive really, really fast in street cars around a dirt track and, you know... A hundred years later, NASCAR is born. Thank God. So that's how NASCAR was this born. This is literally how NASCAR started. Was of with course bootleggers it was. and moonshine. Beautiful. <laughs> Shocker. I have a exactly. single tear America falling down my face right now. I feel like anyone who's into NASCAR is also really gonna like that fun fact. 
Well, it's a cool fact. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Duck and the law. They pair well together. Racing and... They do. NASCAR and Moonshine. Yep. So, you know how um, in the cartoons that we watched when we were a child that were very unwoke had pictures of Moonshine and it had three X's on it on like an old jar? Very steamy. Very hashtag smutty coven. Yes. Yes. Witches? I don't remember. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> This is going really well. So, there's three X's on the cover of moonshine bottles, and it's not because of any sort of adult activities that happen. It's actually because they were doing this all kind of secretly, and so every time they would run it through the still, they would put an X on the bottle. So every time, so after it had been distilled three times, that's how they knew that it was potent, essentially, as rocket fuel, mm. and would kind of kill you so the three x's meant that it was really really strong booze well well like ever clear <laughs> good plug sparkle yes um if you want to distill any sort of booze at home at your house in any sort of way it's totally illegal oh and you God, can't do it the laws. it is even though like there's pinterest boards about it if you want to do moonshine in your kitchen sink or like in a bucket it's illegal and you can get in trouble what if i wanted to make meth um, that is okay in certain parts of um, the country, but that's it. I was going to call out specific parts of the country, but I don't want to be bitchy. No. Edit I it. feel like, yeah. I didn't say it. Moonshine sounds pretty dangerous. Well, I judging by the things you've said over the past five minutes. I would minutes. say that moonshine <laughs> is the opposite of social suicide. Cool kids drink moonshine. Oh, cool oh my kids God. Drink and moonshine. actually, do you want to hear all of the pop culture names for moonshine? Yep, yep all yep. of them. Tell us. Top to bottom. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you about them. So, one of them is called Bush Whiskey. Okay. Bush Whiskey? Which sounds Bush. 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 <laughs> bush Whiskey. Yep. It is also known as Donkey Punch. <laughs> also known as. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Why are you so? <laughs> also known as Pop Skull, Corn Jar, Blue John. These are all euphemisms for other things. And Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay, that's the most offensive one I've heard yet. Do you remember when we spent our entire childhood singing old mountain songs like Mountain Dew? I don't know. Do you know the words? Do you want to sing it, Brandy? Uh, since you had us sing Wild Wild West. I'm going to let Sparkle, we didn't, I Sparkle say, take it away. All, I'm not going to say that I sing Wild Wild West. I'm going to say that I rapped it. Number two, Fair they enough. call it that good old mountain do, do, do. Because then what? <laughs> refuse it off you. And, and then it was like, so come up, so something, and I'll, something, a jug. It's that good old mountain do. It's something about coming to the tap and drinking a bunch of booze and it's it fifth graders need to know yeah also that should be our new theme song probably well it would have to compete with the other song that we spent (laughs) decades learning baby beluga in the deep sea swim so wild and so free free. heaven Heaven above and and the sea below and a little white whale on the go so typically (laughs) baby beluga 
No? Okay. Okay, so these podcasts usually last an hour, but I'm going to have to pull the plug on this episode because I'm pretty sure Wait, I we killed my co-host. We're only at, we're only at we haven't, No, no, no. No, no, We haven't talked about we're the book yet. We're at 40 minutes. Still, we have stuff yeah, to talk about. Yeah, we've got 20 more minutes. Guys, I had a really important thing to say and no one's let me talk <laughs> yet. I've been <laughs> Okay. I've just been sitting here silently letting everyone else run yep. the show as I do. I'm so selfless, the star of the show. Um, you guys, Leo and Scorsese, comma Martin, are making a movie about this. And who do we think Leo's gonna play? Actually, That's don't give anything second away. Second episode. Cut, 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 cut. Okay, yeah, but sorry, can we talk about the fact that they're making a movie? Because that's a fun fact. Okay, it's it fun. I, it's, it's a factual. fun fact for the second episode, and I can't wait for that point in time. Okay, me too. What else do we want to talk about Time for this magazine. book? Like, who do we think would... Okay, who do we think would like this book? Oh, like, Because yeah. we've all read it. Like, what would you say is similar? Or what would you say, like, if you've read other books that you've enjoyed that are, you know, in the same vein as this it's, one? It's a true crime procedural focus on a massacre. So if you like, so if you like genocide, if you like NC, you'll like yeah, this book. if you like NCIS Massacre Edition, uh, also if you like alternative histories, if you like un un, well, honestly, well, I'm not gonna give anything away, but there are tenants of this that are yet unsolved. Ooh. So yeah, unsolved mysteries. Yeah. If you're into conspiracies, this is right up your alley. But also, when you say alternative histories, I just have a hard time with that because I feel like it sounds like this is a different version of history that could have happened. When in reality, we've just been told lies about everything forever, and like this is actually. What oh, if you if you're distrusting of the U.S. government, if you have oh, yeah. this sense that um, like the U.S. government is like basically focused on uh, diminishing the rights of minorities and like disenfranchising people left and right, this may be right up your alley. Also, if you are like super distrustful of the FBI, if you feel like J. Edgar Hoover like initiated an era of criminal action on the part of the U.S. government, like, this could be for you too. And if you're distrustful of people who like, I don't know, give you food or drink and you're like, I don't know, could this be poison? Could it not? This moonshine that Brandy brewed for us, is this trustworthy or is it going to kill me? So like, just FYI, if you never hear from me again, Brandy did it. And if you are into that kind of narrative, you'll like it. If you are overall really like paranoid that... in every facet of your life, this will confirm a lot of your worst fears. Everything. Everything. Can All we just point out, though, that even if I murder Star, she's still not willing to give away my identity for the sake of the cast. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, we are Fully well, you know, I don't have to be conscious to not also share your secret. If you, name. if you, I will say this, <laughs> that brings up another theme. If you are of the belief that snitches get stitches, this book is Which also they do. also for you. Yeah. Oh my god, that should be another theme of the podcast. Yeah. Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what you could really pull into that. But in in general, if you also are just somebody who wants to take 
a moment to think about the horrible plight of Native Americans at the hand uh, hands of uh, you know whitey white white people. people then this is also for you because this is like the list of crimes perpetrated against uh, Native Americans is epic and this is just like uncovering yet another one that we didn't even learn about in school on top of the all the other ones that yeah. we did learn about in school but all the other ones that probably exist that we have yet to think about or know about or learn about it's kind of crazy well that's i was also gonna say like if you're just someone who is a fan of u.s history mm-hmm. like i mean it's possible you've heard of this i don't I had never heard of it. I'm a fan of U.S. history. So for me, I was just like fascinated. How is this one of the most dramatic untold stories that I've never heard? Like, how has this, how am I only now hearing about this? So I just think if you haven't heard this story before, you will love this book. And if you had heard it before, it's worth a read to learn more about it. Because it's just, it's nutty. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, this episode, we're going to try not to get too heavy, but next episode's going to be pretty depressing as we get into like, yeah, the actual Yeah, when you like, are eulogizing Star, because I might yeah. not be there for the next hmm. one. Yeah, you and also the this actual was, book. Yeah, I was just going to say, like this was actually our way of just transitioning. Like So Star is going to die on this episode, and then Sparkle will step in. So it was a nice transition. It was nice knowing And that. I'm up for the it task. Was. I yeah. know, we believe yeah. in you. Um, but just to make sure that we're not being like too depressing in this episode, um, Sparkle, we have a new segment for you called Sparkle's Relatable Quotes. <laughs> and <laughs> where Sparkle basically just pulls quotes out from the book that are totally relatable to everyday people like you and I. This is, Would you like to yeah, share and, with, and, with the and people? I'm really, I'm. This is selfless and saintly that I'm doing this because it's yet another t- opportunity for me to bungle reading aloud. Can I just say that bungle. one time I was invited to a Passover dinner. I am a Jewess, but I was invited to a Passover dinner. And yet, in front of like 20 people, I kept on saying leavened bread as leavened. <laughs> Oh, no. Why did you do that? Why would I do that? Because that's phonetically what it looked like. And And did nobody correct you? They corrected me after the fact. You know, somebody should have elbowed me in the ribs right then and there. Or it's like having spinach in your teeth. A true friend is going to turn over the table, slap you upside the face, and say, yeah, fuck (laughs) As a true friend does. It's loving. Honestly, the whole time you were talking, Brandy muted us and slapped me and said, you fucked up. So that's true. The other thing (laughs) is that back to the theme of intergenerational pain, there were, I would say, four generations of people disapproving of my reading skills in that room. I would say, like, the the upper <laughs> limit, it was, like, people definitely in their 90s. Weren't you supposed to be sharing quotes? Yeah. Yeah, bitch. Well, I just wanted to say that this is really selfless of me. Here I go. Okay, chapter one, <laughs> The Vanishing. This is page 12. Everybody take a look. Quote, <clears throat> people whizzed all day and banged all night, which could oh be written God. on my epitaph. 
<laughs> all I do. That's I like, quiz all That's day. what I'm you stand for. That should have been your intro. Yeah. Like, this is me, this yeah, quote. Yeah, truly. I'm wearing actually Sparkle, a t-shirt that says exactly banger. that right now. <laughs> Chapter 4. Underground Reservation, page 45. This one I find incredibly relatable. Especially based on all the layers I'm wearing right now. Quote Molly, who, like her mother, then, wore leggings, moccasins, a skirt, a blouse, and a blanket. And... Oh my god, I'm wearing a blanket right now. I wear blankets. (gasps) I I try and incorporate blankets in my outfit. Tell them I'm wearing a blanket. I think they believe you. Doesn't lie. It also it makes me think of how Lenny Kravitz was once lampooned for wearing a like a full on blanket as a scarf. Oh, I remember that, and also feeling like, but he but he super gets Mm -hmm. it, and it's like, oh my god, like. The collateral benefits of wearing a blanket on your neck as to w- how it warms the rest of your body. Like, he was fully covered. So I super relate to this quote. This, <laughs> this one comes from Chapter 11, The Third Man, page 132. And I think this is going to perk up a lot of ears. Quote, she'd been ghosted. Oh, man. I don't even know. If, I don't there. know if David Grant knew exactly what he was writing. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe David Grant has had, like, one shitty hinge date too many. But Yeah, he, and he was, like, going to slip this in. He had incredible facility with this phrase and where he That's stuck where it into comes. the book. Chapter 14, Dying Words, page 156. The Osage chief, Bacon Ryan, protested, quote, that everyone wants to get in here and get some of this money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's same. the operating principle. Like, that is, I wake up and I get that bread. That's what I do. <laughs> and we just learned. At 11 a.m. I was just going we to We learned say. that Brandy specifically every morning gets literal bread. Yeah. I do. Uh, the fiance makes me toast. Leavened bread. Sh- Unleavened oh, bread, actually. Oh, gosh. It's just a stab to the heart. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Leavened. He leavened me the leavened the bread. Well, everybody take a look at the way that that's spelled and tell me that like you wouldn't do the <laughs> same. Uh, this one's specifically for Star, Chapter 21, The Hot House, page 236. He tripped walking, and then in parentheses, walking, exclamation mark. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the most logical time to trip, and how dare you? Yeah. And yes, and I relate to all of this, and who doesn't, and if you feel the same. Wait, yes. actually, you are, you've got fair. a great point, which is that everybody trips walking. I mean, you don't, you don't yeah, trip in any other activity. true. Yeah, no Unless one else is running. like, yeah, and that's just like aggressive walking, I feel like it was to show it. us like how infirm somebody was, but like, uh, But really on. it was relatable it was, as I mean, F. he should have said like in parentheses over nothing and then that would have yeah. been like, oh, this like, guy. And then I would have been even more relatable. Like it's one of those times where you choke when you haven't had anything to drink, but you just choke on your own like enthusiasm. You're like, oh, um, yeah. yeah. I was going to say spit, but I usually, your own I, When I'm doing that, it's like I'm so excited for the spit. next thing. Or like I have a thought. I gasp on my own great ideas. <laughs> okay, what's your Last next quote? Last quote, chapter 26. <laughs> I gasp on my own great ideas. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that could also be on my epitaph in print. Chapter yeah. 26, page 291. There are men amongst the whites, honest men, but they are mighty scarce. Boy, is oh that God. the theme of this book? Yes. So, oh, but is that also the theme of like 
One dating life. Life. Yeah. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if these quotes don't make you want to read this book, if, you know, moonshine doesn't want to make you, what are we talking about? Boop, 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 boop. That has been relatable quotes. Are you okay? Yeah. I think you guys should read the book. It's great. It is great. So next week, we are going to be talking about the book. We will have fully all read it, and we're going to be giving all the spoilers. It's also probably going to be really depressing. Um, And so to go with the depressing book next week, I'm still going to be doing Moonshine, but I think I'm going to make a cocktail out of it. So stay tuned. It'll be some holiday-themed Moonshine Uh, Yum, yum, yum. Like turkey moonshine? Not turkey moonshine. And I, maybe. Stuffing I'm gonna, moonshine. I'm basically going to try to, like, reduce the alcohol content so we can get through a whole episode without any Will Smith songs. I mean, good luck. I can always think of a good Will Smith song to pair with any podcast, book, or drink. Yeah, most of them. Most most songs pair well with anything. Most Will Smith songs I'm pair well with most you. moments. Okay, I'll think of a Will Smith song for every episode thereafter. You're welcome. I want you to, like, in hindsight, try to think of a Will Smith song that mixed well with A Place for Us. That's actually not going to be that hard because it was a romance. A romance. I I was going to say Miami because I feel like that's a place for us. Oh, man. You didn't read that one, probably. Which book? It was fiction. Sparkle. A place, a place for, for us. us. No. That was the one we read last. You're not caught up in this podcast, obviously. No, as I, I'm not the biggest reader. As Afra mentioned, I've read eight <sighs> books. <laughs> this was okay. like... You're right. Well, it was a good book. Anyway, I'm going to just let you, every episode from now until the end of time, I'm going to ask you for a Will Smith song that pairs with the book. You've got also, it. Also, can I just... I want to ask the audience a question. In the spirit of Thanksgiving... Is it okay. so crazy that I'm? Yes. I want to put oysters in the stuffing that I'm going to serve this Saturday at Friendsgiving. <laughs> I'm going to let the audience answer that, but I will say it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. However, it is a thing that people. It do. lends a certain roundness to the recipe, and you can't even. It doesn't. It's. It's not like briny or anything. You can't taste them really. You. You barely even know that they're there, but it adds a certain mm, uh, 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 quality. Well, sounds around. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. God, that and should be. We're gonna end this episode the way that we started it with white people eating. Turkey. Sounds disgusting. I hope you have um, a great no, Thanksgiving, no. listeners. <laughs> All right, you wanna um, wrap us up? What does that seem like? Star. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, how do I do that? What's the? Um, deliverable? I think the deliverable okay. is that you have to go and see the alphabet backwards standing on one leg. You gotta touch your nose. Okay, I think the way I'm gonna wrap us up is next week we will have read Killers of the Flower and Moon and well, we've already read it, obviously, but everyone else will, so if you haven't read it then be prepared for spoilers next week, and also we are lit, and I hope you are too. Okay, XOXO. That's a girl. Gossip yeah. Girl. <laughs> wow, that was really great. All right, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Kisses. All right. Beautiful. I would say that was better than the first one.